With the 25th pick in the NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select. You're listening to the Journey to the Draft podcast. Welcome to the Journey to the Draft podcast. I'm Fran Duffy, and today we're in for a treat. This has been an episode that has been months in the making. If you've been following along, you know we've been covering the 2018 NFL season, the 2018 college season, all the way up through the 2019 NFL draft. So we've been talking about players since last summer. So I thought a couple months ago, you know what? Why don't we, after the draft, get all of the times we talked about the Eagles selections and put it all into one episode and see how we talked about these guys before they were Eagles, right? So we're going to go through Andre Dillard's journey to the draft, as it were, going back all the way to last September, all the way up through this weekend's draft. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really, really excited to kind of go through and take you back on the journey. What we talked about through about Andre Dillard, the Eagles' first-round pick, throughout the course of the fall, the winter, and then this spring. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to hear a lot of different voices on this show. But we'll start off with Mr. Relevant at the very top. I had a chance to catch up with Eagles West Coast Area Scout Ryan Myers. Just talk about Andre Dillard, his thoughts on him. Before we get into our thoughts on him, why don't we talk about the guy who's scouting him for the Eagles. Here's Ryan Myers in our Mr. Relevant. It's time for Mr. Relevant. All right, so really happy to be joined by West Coast area scout Ryan Myers here with the Philadelphia Eagles. And Ryan obviously scouted Andre Dillard on the West Coast uh, a couple of different times. That's what we're going to get into. Uh, Ryan, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Journey to the Draft podcast. And let's start first with just the, the evaluation process. How, what was your first impression like of Andre Dillard? How many times did you see him live before we got to the, post, uh, to the postseason? And then, uh, what were your first thoughts watching the, uh, the senior left tackle? Yeah, so my first exposure to him was uh, I saw him play live first game of the season up at Wyoming and just really came out of there extremely impressed. Um, different guy in person. He was bigger than I thought he was on tape, looked the part, um, elite, you know, foot quickness, stood out. Uh, he was going against a pretty good rusher up there. They had a guy named Carl Granderson yep. uh, who matched up against him uh, quite a few times, and he just shut him down. Yep. So. That was my first exposure to him, and then I also got to watch him practice live a couple times, and then obviously, you know, Senior Bowl, Combine, uh, I thought he handled all that stuff really well. So like that's it's interesting you said he he looked bigger in person. That was actually one of my thoughts too. And I remember watching him on film uh, early in the season and thinking like, ah, oh, you know, like is he big enough to be a guard? You don't have the true measurements yet. And then we get to the Senior Bowl and you see him, you're like, yep, this guy this guy can play tackle. Uh, so it's interesting that you had kind of the, the same thought and that he was a little bit bigger in person than what he looked like on tape. That's right. Yeah, I thought you know he would need some time in the weight room, develop his strength a little bit, yeah. and then you know the more you get into him. His senior year, you talked to the strength coach up there, extremely impressive from the strength number standpoint. Uh, some of the best technique that the strength coach has ever seen in the weight room in terms of, you know, full flexibility, dropping his butt to the ground when he's squatting, things like that. Um, so, you know, um, he, he took a huge step, I thought, from his junior to his senior year in terms of, you know, the off-the-field development. And then what would you say, watching him on film, seeing him live, what's the thing that really stood out to you most? What, what was the thing you're like, man, like when I'm making my pitch about this guy, what, this is really what he hangs his hat on, and this is how he's going to succeed in the NFL? Yeah, that's easy. It was, it was just left tackle feet yeah. all day long. He's got really good lateral quickness. He can adjust the counter moves. Um, just, you know, he has a really natural feel for 
obviously you look at his testing numbers and that matches up with the tape. So, you know, he ran a sub 540, which was huge. His shuttles, his three cone, uh, all of his jumps were extremely impressive. So you see that his tape matches up with what's in his body. Um, I think we hit big on this guy. I really do. Great young man. And then you mentioned the, the senior bowl as well. Was he a guy that you were focused on? I know we, we talked with Pat Stewart back down in Mobile about, you know, just how different teams uh, operate differently down, in, uh, down when they get down to the senior bowl. But was he a guy that you were focused on? And what did you see from him when we were down there at the senior bowl? Yeah, I did. I, I thought he came out and he had a great week of practice. He competed against some of the top defensive ends in the country. You know, he won most of them. He lost a couple, but you're going to have that, like I said, top level of competition. But I thought he just handled himself really well. Never got flustered, um, competed every single day. I mean, he just he did leave a, uh, an impression. And it, it, like I said, the pass protection stuff is just natural to him. So I think that's going to translate really well for us at the next level. All right, and then you uh, take us through, take us inside the draft room here for uh, for draft weekend a couple weeks ago. The Eagles, you know, were, were sitting there at twenty five. Dillard sliding down the board a little bit. Where were the, the the parts for you where you kind of worried? All right, this is where he could go off the board. And at what point did you think, man, like you know, we might be able to try and make a move up to try and get him? What were those those points for you throughout the course of the the, the first night? Yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think he would be there um, at twenty two. Um, by any means, I thought he was a top 12 player, uh, would have been off the board by then. But, yep. you know, other teams have other needs. Um, when we did see him there, it was almost a no-brainer to go up and get him. Uh, Howie did a great job of executing that trade. Um, and really, the whole whole room was all in. Great team effort. Um, we were high-fiving on, on this pick. <laughs> Big-time pick for us. Now, before we get into Andre's journey to the draft, I want to first talk to his head coach, and that's Mike Leach, who I actually spoke with in a pretty long interview over on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. So for that whole interview, you're going to have to go listen over there. But here's a little chunk from it where I started the interview off talking to Coach Leach about Andre Dillard, what makes him special, what helps him stand out along the offensive line. That's the answer to this first question here before we get into Andre's journey. You know, the biggest thing is a real steady guy is the same guy every day. And, you know, just real focused on his work. You know, if it's time to lift weights, just locked in on it and worked like crazy. And then the other thing he did, you know, and I wish I could say the same about myself, but he he really didn't go through a lot of emotional ups and downs. Just uh, really steady and always pushing himself. You know, it's like one time I'm watching one-on-one drill and he just crushes the guy across from him. And then afterwards he does that uh, deal where, you, you clap your hands and goes, damn. You know, I go, I go, Andre, I go, what the hell is going on? I go, you just massacred it. This guy's a good player, too. Actually, uh, he was a player that's uh, on a roster. And so then he goes, uh, I, I, go, I go, you better enjoy this a little because you can't do much better than that. He goes, coach, you can always do better. I left my left foot. I mean, you know, figured I'd just go ahead and leave him alone because, uh, one, I wanted, uh, uh, there, you know, some of those other guys didn't have that same gear Andre did, and I figured they were better off uh, singing it and him and copying it. 
All right, again, so for that full interview with Coach Leach, make sure you go subscribe to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. I promise you'll enjoy every single minute of that. We don't just talk about Andre. We talk about a couple other players as well, and then as well uh, the the entire game of football. So uh, Coach Leach, always insightful, really, really fun to catch up with him. All right, let's rewind the clock a little bit. Let's go back to last September. It was week two of the college football season. Ben Fennell and I were sitting right here at this desk, and we were talking about the upcoming matchup, USC versus Washington State. USC had a pass rusher, Porter Gustin, who was starting to get a little bit of buzz. He had gotten a little bit of heat last summer, despite the fact that he was coming off an injury. I was excited to see him in this matchup. I know Ben was, too, against a left tackle, a senior, Andre Dillard, who was getting a little bit of buzz, was talked about a little bit, but not really in the first round up to that point. Let's see what Ben had to say after studying him. So Gustin's going to get matched up good amount of this game against Washington State's left tackle, uh, Andre Dillard, who uh, came into the season is probably Washington State's most highest-rated prospect. Um, I haven't studied him yet. I know you have. Give me the scouting report on uh, Andre Dillard. Yeah, I'm uh, very high on Andre Dillard, and he hasn't gotten nearly as much love as I think he should. I'm, he's definitely a top-10 tackle right now for me, 6'5", 306. He was only a three-star coming out. He's a senior. Last year, Cole Madison was also their highest-drafted player. I expect him yep. – an offensive lineman as well to be their highest drafted player. Just got done watching his first couple games of the season against Wyoming, where he was matched up against this long athletic edge rusher, Carl Granderson. A lot of people are really high on Granderson. Yep, Carl Granderson's getting a similar praise to uh, where Dorrance Armstrong was from Kansas Mm. last year. 16 tackle for losses, 8.5 sacks last year. He's a productive player, and I thought Andre Dillard absolutely shut him out and pitched a shutout in this game. Plays with excellent posture. His eyes are always up. Plays a good balance. He's never sloppy, out of control. Never gets his weight too far out in front or overextended. Excellent awareness. I want to say Wyoming threw anywhere from 10 to 15 stunts and twists at him, whether it's a TE, an ET, a pirate stunt, a long stunt coming from the other side. And these tackles with good awareness and play with their eyes up were able to see those twists coming. I just felt like he handled those very well. I hate the vertical sets at Washington State, which it looks like they got a little bit away from that. Hmm. So I'm interested to see where that goes with this season. The vertical sets, for those of you who don't know, are you're taking more of a straight back pass set as opposed to a 45-degree where you're getting some depth and width with your pass drops. The vertical sets go straight back with the idea that you're allowing a lot of the action to cross in front of you. So for stunts and twists like that, you're not having a tackle shooting out on a defensive end. You could kind of let the action move in front of you. But you're in very much in a catching position. You don't always have your feet in the ground, your cleats in the ground. So these Washington State tackles always get this label that they can't handle power, they can't anchor. I just feel like the vertical set sets them up for failure in that in that regard, but he has good feet. He's explosive out of his stance. He really runs his feet on drive blocks. You know, I think he's really going to move up draft boards uh, once they start studying him in the spring. You think he's a tackle? Right now, I do think he's a tackle. And like you had mentioned, uh, as I was watching his Wyoming game, he reminded you a little bit of Deion Dawkins, Just who's, how he looked who's now the yeah. left tackle for uh, the Buffalo Bills. There may be a bit of a debate. He has long arms. You know, he's 6'5", 300, so right off of body type and length, I'm not ruling, ruling him out in being a tackle at the next level. But if he's not athletic and can ha- can't handle the speed and athleticism off the edge, 
the next spot will obviously kick in the guard. All right, so what I love about that, we heard Ryan Myers at the top of the show, right, the Eagles West Coast scout, talk about that Wyoming game and how much he stood out against Carl Granderson. That was something that stood out to Ben on film as well. So Ben goes out west. He gets to see him matched up against USC. What does he think about Andre Diller the first time he sees him live? That's what we talked about the following week on the show. All right, so let's get into who people watched when they were sitting in the seats. And we'll start on the Washington State side because uh, you couldn't stop talking about this kid. The, the offensive lineman from Washington State, uh, the Cougars' left tackle, Andre Dillard. Uh, we, we've seen some Washington State linemen come out in recent years. There was the kid last year the Packers drafted, whose name is, is escaping me at the Cole moment. Madison. Cole yep. Madison, sure. Uh, then we had the kid that went to Cleveland two years ago, whose name is Joe Dahl. Yep. Uh, Joe Dahl, I really like Joe Dahl. Um, what do you what do you think, of Andre Diller? I haven't watched him yet. Yeah, just like Cole Madison and Joe Dahl, who kind of surged in the draft process in the springtime. I think Andre Dillard is going to be a riser. I think he's one of the best tackles in the entire Pac-12, probably a top ten tackle in the country. You do think he's a tackle for sure? I think he's a tackle. Nice. He has given okay. me no reason to uh, assume he's going to be a guard. I don't see athletic limitations. I don't see limitations with his size or his arm length or anything like that. I thought he pitched a shutout against USC. Now, I don't know if his play is becoming elite or if USC's edge rushers just aren't living up to the hype. Mm. Faced a lot of Christian Rector, and he just whooped Rector most of that game. Porter Gustin was out the first half after the targeting the week before. But even when Gustin came in, he was lined up primarily against the right tackle, so he really didn't get to see much of Dillard. But Dillard just looks great at tackle. He's great feet. He's always balanced, throwing his hands out first. The scheme doesn't help him, but I think he's a really interesting tackle prospect that's going to rise in the springtime. All right, so a few weeks go by now, and it's the middle of October. I'm talking with Tony Pauline. It's a draft buzz segment, and we're talking about a matchup that Tony's really excited to see this week. And again, he takes this back out west. Washington State's getting ready to face off against Oregon. Andre Dillard against that talented Oregon front led by Jalen Jelks, a personal favorite of mine. So who is going to win this matchup? Who is Tony excited to see in this bout of two big-time prospects out west? Let's see what Tony thought about it going into the week. Tony, every week you like to take a look at a, a prospect matchup that you're excited to watch, and this week it's out west in the Pac-12. One of my favorite players uh, in Oregon defensive end, Jalen Jelks, they take on Washington State, and he'll be matched up against uh, our buddy Ben Fennell, one of his favorite players, the left tackle for the Cougars and Andre Dillard. Uh, what are you expecting to see in this matchup? Yeah, and, and Dillard was a guy who I thought coming into the season, I wasn't sure what he was going to be left tackle, but he's played very well this year. I mean, He's not a guy who pops off the film uh, to you because he's got great footwork or he's got great athleticism, but he's fundamentally sound. He's smart. He does a great job using angles and body positioning. And the thing with Yelks is I think what you have a great matchup between two guys that are very good football players but are not exceptional athletes. You saw Yelks last week, if you watched him against, uh, in the win against Washington, I mean, really made a lot of plays after the fact. I think he ended up with four tackles. Uh, Really, really didn't get much penetration. So I, I think this is a, a good matchup between two really hardworking, lunch pail type of guys who will find a way to make it at the next level. It, it'll be a fun one to watch, uh, you know, especially I'm sure Jelks wants to get behind the line of scrimmage and make some plays, which he wasn't able to do against Washington. And, and Dillard, I think this is going to be a game that Dillard marks down as a statement game for him. This is going to be one of the best pass rushers he faces all season. And I'm sure he very, very much would like to come out, uh, come out of the game as a winner, not only in a scoreboard, but uh, in his one-on-one matchups when he faces off against Jelks. 
So Tony described it as a potential statement game there for Andre Dillard. And look, the Cougars did end up winning that game. They beat Justin Herbert and the Oregon Ducks. Jalen Jux didn't have a sack, only had a couple of tackles in the game. So Andre Dillard certainly stood out in that contest against both he and Justin Hollins, who was a mid-round pick in this past week's draft. But when you look at this game overall, this was kind of a statement for Washington State, right? It was national TV, big game against one of the top quarterbacks in the country. There was a lot of buzz now. So now you start to see more and more national games, and that sent ESPN back to Pullman a couple of different times. So a couple weeks later, Ben Fennell and I caught back up. He's getting ready to go back out and see them live. Washington State versus Cal. Here's Ben talking about Andre Dillard again late October. Let's focus on the on Wazoo because uh, you get to see one of your favorite players in the country up close again. You saw him back in week two when Washington State took on USC. Uh, that's left tackle Andre Dillard. Yeah, I was just excited to get back out there and another, another opportunity to talk about senior Andre Dillard, 6'5", 300. was only a three-star coming out of high school. He just has outstanding tape. Anytime you put on his film, he's always balanced. He's rarely on the ground. He's good athleticism. He's got a good punch at the point of attack. Plays a great awareness for stunts and twists and games or blitzers coming from the second level or depth. When you dig into this team in Washington State and you start to compare them with some of the other powerhouse programs around the country, you start to see Washington State and Alabama kind of one-two in a lot of categories around the country. Washington State's only allowed six sacks this season. That's six fewest in the country. Alabama's only allowed five. And the interesting uh, portion of that is Washington State leads the country in pass attempts. Right. They have 425 pass attempts. Alabama only has 212. So Washington State has nearly double the amount of dropbacks, but only one more sack. Hmm. So they're just a very efficient group up front. I know it's an air raid system, and they're getting the ball out, but not every play is a quick game, point and shoot. Gardner Minshew is still holding the ball. He looks down the field. And the other thing, Washington State is putting up points. They're third in touchdowns per drive, only behind Oklahoma and Alabama. Two very good company to be mixed in with offensively. Sure. Yeah, I know the Minshew kid is interesting, but Dillard is – I mean, Dillard is a legit player, it seems like. I I haven't done the deep Mm -hmm. dive, but I know anytime you've been watching him on film and uh, I'll peek over and just see Mm -hmm. what he – I mean, he's very efficient with what he's doing. He's more athletic, I think, than people realize. He's got heavy hands. He's always looking for work. It seems to be that there's a lot to like there. Yeah, and doing these games, it's really cool. We get some media and information packets from the schools, and what Washington State's been doing is giving the broadcast crews notes on the players from their position coaches. Which is awesome. Which is really cool, and I wish more teams would do that. And some of them are are just traits, like almost talking about them as prospects for the next level, which just gives it a great little snapshot on what this player can do well or struggles with. And the coaches also aren't shy about, you know, maybe mentioning a negative or somewhere that a player needs to improve. But the offensive line coach, Washington State, seemed to have no hesitation saying that Andre Dillard could potentially be the best offensive lineman to ever play at Washington State, which hmm. I thought was a huge statement. I have to look at look back and see who are the best uh... – Lineman ever to come out of Washington State. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't run off two men. I know Cole Madison, you know, went to the Packers last sure. year as a reporter. I think Joe Dahl a couple years ago. Joe Dahl, yeah. You know, went it to was a good spot. I liked, I liked Joe Dahl. Yeah. yeah, I would have to dig into my Washington State uh, archives there. But regardless, a huge statement from the position coach who obviously likes him a lot. So a really interesting nugget there at the very end. I love that from that Washington State media guy and the offensive line coach talking about how he could be the number one offensive lineman in program history, went on to be the 22nd pick in the draft. So may not be far off with that assessment. So what did Ben like about that game against Cal? Here he is the week after that episode, after seeing him take on the Cal Bears. Ben, let's get things going here. Let's start with that game you were at out west, the West Coast swing with Washington State 
against Cal. Your first visit to Pullman, if I'm correct on that. Correct, uh, yep. You did have Washington State earlier this year, and I know you were really, really impressed with their left tackle, Andre Dillard. We talked about him a little bit last week. You talked about him in week two uh, before and after that USC game. What did you see from him here against the Golden Bears? Yeah, my second game I've seen in person this year. Saw him against USC earlier in the year. The only loss of Washington State this year came in that USC game. It was a three-point loss, a couple of controversial calls that Mike Leach has been very vocal about in the media since then. But Andre Dillard in those two games has pitched an absolute shutout, and I think I've watched close to every snap of him this season. And he is just a stud left tackle. He's always balanced, always under control, can run the arc. He's got power in the run game, will run his feet and move defenders. He just looks like a really well-put-together prospect at tackle. It doesn't seem like a lot of the NFL draft Knicks are talking about at this point in the process. So Ben just continues to rave about Andre Dillard, and it just so happens that a few days later, that following weekend, I finally had a chance to do my first deep dive. I watched two or three games that coming weekend on Andre Dillard, and the next week on the Journey to the Draft podcast, we actually got a draft mailbag question out there from you, the listeners, about the top offensive tackles in the class. Well, now that I had done my full, my full study on Andre Dillard, I was able to give him my stamp of approval. All right, this week in Draft Mailbag, we're going to go to Robbie Kay, who reached out on Twitter and asked about who are the top left tackles in this class. So just looking at the senior class, Robbie, I think you look at uh, a guy, obviously, look, um, you know, it's, we've had some injuries, and we'll see if these underclassmen come out. But I think there are a couple interesting upperclassmen. Number one, I'd look at Andre Dillard, the left tackle for Washington State. I just had a chance to study him for the first time over the weekend. Uh, we've talked a lot with Ben Fennell about him. He's seen him live twice, so you can go and check him out. Uh, with some of those conversations we've had with Ben, but I like Andre Dillard, very confident pass protector. Uh, he's you know got a lot going for him in terms of strength. He can move people. I think he's going to have to kind of adjust to the NFL game in terms of playing it with his hand in the dirt and things like that, but uh, this is a guy I think has got a lot of talent. All right, so let's fast forward a little bit now. Now it's a little bit, it's early December. Senior Bowl invitations are starting to get solidified. The rosters are just about taking shape, so Ben and I sat down and we talked about the Senior Bowl, the North squad, the South squad, who who was going to help themselves most? Who had the most to gain? Andre Diller was one of the guys we talked about. All right, so let's go to the Senior Bowl. Obviously, a lot of big names already have been announced for this game, but let's talk about some guys that, that you've seen up close that really pique your interest as guys that can help themselves down there in Mobile. Yeah, I know the rosters have been set now. Uh, they had a live stream yesterday uh, to announce who would be on whose team, but I'm not so concerned on who's playing against each other. I want to see who's on the same team because that's three practice sessions that they're going to be facing and going up against yeah. each other. So I'm much more interested to see who's on the same team as opposed to who's on the other team that they'll only see for the one day uh, in the game. But I've been saying it all season, one of the most underrated tackles out there in the Pacific Northwest, Andre Dillard, Washington State. You get one more look at him. One more look. I'll see him in the bowl game. Uh, so I'm very interested to see his one-on-ones down in Mobile. I know he plays in that air raid system where they're getting the ball out. There's some vertical sets. There's some technique stuff that you just want to see how he translate to an NFL game and see how his pass sets look in one-on-ones. But if he gets the opportunity to look good against the Josh Allens of the world, the Zach Allens of the world, yeah. that's someone that can move from a mid-round prospect to suddenly maybe being a top 100 player. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he... I think he deserves to be in that realm anyway. To me, it's like, all right, like, are we talking about he could be a top forty-five guy? Like, you know, could he be uh, early second round? Those pick? air raid tackles, some can make a case this week at the Senior Bowl may be more valuable than his game tape up right. in Washington State. For a lot of guys, it is a lot of those small school guys. You know, the, the John Kaminsky's from Charleston, West Virginia. Like, 
You know, this is your chance. Like Titus Howard from Alabama State. Like, go ahead. Go and get And some him. of these one-on-ones, for lack of a better word, this is as naked as you are as a prospect. Right. It's you and the defensive end. There's no help on the outside. There's no chip from the tight end. The guard's not sliding to pick up your laps on an inside rush. It's you and the defensive end. What do you got? And sometimes that's, that will tell you more than you can ever get from a prospect. All right, so two weeks later, we're starting to get a sense of what Andre Dillard's stock was like now towards the end of the college football season. I was actually asked a question in our draft mailbag segment about Dillard and this tackle class, and I gave a sense of how I thought he would be drafted. Again, this is right after the college football season, before the bowl games, before the senior bowl, before the combine. That's where he stood at this point in the year. Let's give some love to Ryan K823, who went onto our Apple podcast page, left a five-star rating and a question about offensive linemen. And Ryan asks, Fran, after hearing your opinion about Dalton Reisner, the tackle from Kansas State, I was curious on your outlook on this year's tackle class. The Eagles are certainly in a position where they may look for a guy to replace Jason Peters or a right tackle if Lane Johnson slides over to the left side. Obviously, Jonah Williams is a beast, but he will likely be gone by the Eagles pick. Are, are there guys that you like as a potential fit? for the Eagles at tackle. Ryan, very good question. I've watched a bunch of offensive linemen in this draft, and I think there's a, a bunch of future starters in the NFL. To me, the best pure tackle may be Andre Dillard from Washington State. He's a good athlete, plays with good balance and bend. He uses his hands well in the passing game. He's used to playing out in an island in that scheme. I think you're probably looking at him in round two, but potentially on the back end of round one. Again, he's going to be a senior bowl guy as well, so we'll see how he does in Mobile. I think he's got that kind of talent. So the holidays come and go. The new, it's the new year, the first episode of the Journey of the Draft podcast in 2019. And I had a chance to catch up with former NFL offensive lineman Jeff Schwartz, who does a great job evaluating both the NFL, but then also college football, especially the Pac-12. He does a lot of work out west. So caught up with Jeff, asked him about a guy that he knew very well in Andre Dillard. Here's what he had to say. All right, well, let's move off the Ducks now, Jeff. And I, I want to ask you about a pair of offensive tackles out West that, to me, are the two best senior left tackles in the country, or offensive tackles in the country. And I want to start with Washington State left tackle Andre Dillard. What are your thoughts on this kid after studying the Cougars and that offense? You know, he, he's maybe one of the better guys to come out of this uh, air raid offense. Um, you know, he's a really good pass protector. He's got good feet and good hands. And you just worry at times about the ability to translate from that offense to the NFL as yeah. far as kind of just a tough run factor. We talked about this often. It's one thing that I, that I harp on every single year um, now is there's even more, I think, of a, of, a, of a drop between, you know, like the seven or eight schools that, that constantly produce offensive linemen um, to the other schools because you have a guy who's in an air raid offense and he does almost nothing he's going to be asking in the NFL. Even if pass protection, you know, backpedaling and whatnot, that's not what you do in the NFL. Um, and he rarely had to run block. So the, the skills are there. The question is, can you translate them? And he's a guy where he'll probably get drafted probably second day, maybe third day, yep. um, if it happens. But, like, I just I can't see drafting him high and thinking he's going to be a, a, your guy in year one. I mean, he's going to have to be a guy who takes time to develop. We've seen it year in and year out, man. Every year, right, we draft guys from these offenses that have nothing to do, you know, that, that show no – no transferable traits from what they do in college to the NFL. And it's a tough thing. He's got to go somewhere that has a good, good offensive line coach and allows him a year to improve. 
So Jeff really couldn't have painted that picture any better, right? It's exactly how things would have gone for Andre Dillard in a perfect world. He goes to a team where he does not have to play right away with behind a veteran offensive line with Jason Peters, Lane Johnson, and the like, and then also gets paired with an offensive line coach in Jeff Stalin, who just happens to be one of the best in the game at developing young offensive linemen and helping them reach their ceiling. So Jeff Schwartz spelled that out perfectly. And before we continue with our thoughts on him before the draft, I thought, you know what, let's take a little bit of a detour. We just brought up Jeff Stoutland. Over the draft weekend, I actually caught up with Coach Dallin and did a, a quick 10-minute breakdown uh, with, with him on Andre Dillard. A lot of energy. If you want to go and check out that full breakdown, go see it on PhiladelphiaEagles.com or on the Eagles' YouTube page. But here's a quick little snippet. I actually asked Coach Dallin, what was his first impression? What was the one trait that really caught his eye the first time he watched Andre Dillard? Well, you know, we have a number of things that we look for, uh, what we call critical factors. But uh, if you had to say to me, give me, I need that one thing, um, I would say he has unbelievable balance and body control. And he does. He's an elite pass protector. Um, they don't ask him to run block all that much. But uh, when he does, he, he, he does a decent job. I know I can help him there. Um, <clears throat> but, but that would be the one category that I would say his, his balance and body control uh, along with his lower body flexibility, uh, that some of the things he did at the combine were very impressive. So balance and body control, some of the things you've already heard us say uh, throughout the course of the show, that was two of the things that uh, Jeff Stoutland brought up in terms of how much he liked Andre Dillard. And again, the energy that Coach brought to that segment, that was a small chunk of a 10-minute breakdown. I implore you. Go check that out on the Eagles' YouTube page or on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Ten minutes, we went through like six, seven plays of what Andre Dillard brings in terms of his skill set to the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, let's get back on track here. We go back to right before the Senior Bowl, right before I got ready to head down to Mobile, I caught up with Ben one final time. I said, you know what? You've seen Andre four times live, all right? So let's see, who is your All-American team? Go through position by position, the best players that you have seen live. He had seen Andre Dillard a bunch of times. Well, it was no surprise that he brought up Andre as an All-American. Let's go offensive line. We're going to go left tackle start. So left tackle saw a bunch of interesting ones, whether it was Bobby Evans, Oklahoma, or Dennis Daly, the transfer at South Carolina, yep. Jonah Williams. But my guy all season long, I saw him three times in person, Andre Dillard. Over Williams. Over Jonah Williams. I think Jonah Williams might have to kick inside the guard. The more mm. I'm talking to people, I just got off the phone Daniel Jeremiah, who has the same uh, kind of feeling, it might have to kick into guard. Andre Dillard's got a big, big week at the Senior Bowl. And if he has a dominant a week and yep. doesn't really have any lapses in pass protection or run blocking, I could see him solidifying himself into at least a day two pick, maybe squeezing into the back end of round one just because it's not a deep tackle class. But I really like Andre Diller to Washington State. I think they only gave up eight or nine sacks all season long, yep. considering how often they throw the ball in that air raid system. It's pretty impressive. And one little note about Washington State. Okay. This past year, they hired away Nevada's O-line coach, right. which is a much more pro-style system. He coached Joel Petonio. He coached Austin sure. Corbett. Yep. And that's why Washington State has gotten away from the vertical sets this season. Mm. Much more pro-style pass sets. So the big thing there, obviously, Ben naming him an All-American ahead of Jonah Wood. Williams, who actually went 11 picks earlier than Andre Diller did in the NFL draft. He went 11th overall to the Cincinnati Bengals. I thought that was very, very interesting, but it makes a lot of sense. You know, if you would ask me who is the best pure pass protector in this class, 
I would have said it was Andre Dillard. And I think when you look at Jonah Williams, the questions were, can he play left tackle? You know, is he more of a right tackle? Is he more of a guard? Can he play center? There were questions about what was his best fit. There was never that question with Andre Dillard. Certainly the best pure left tackle. Yeah, Jawan Taylor spent most of his career on the right side. So best pure left tackle, Andre Dillard. Can't disagree there with Ben and, and his assessment of his game. All right, now let's go down to Mobile. C-Mac and I were just on the ground. We had just gotten down there to Mobile at the Senior Bowl. We're previewing all the top players, going through position by position. Who was the guy that I thought had the most to gain along the offensive line going into that week of practice? Well, another than Andre Dillard. All right, so you're most a gain this week from Washington State, Andre Dillard. Uh, and Dillard, to me, is my favorite pure tackle at this game. Potentially from the guys I've studied, the, my favorite pure tackle in this draft. Um, look, Washington State, they traditionally don't have their offensive linemen play in a way that is conducive to NFL success. Uh, you know, it's a lot of, just in terms of, without getting too deep into the weeds, it's a lot of vertical setting, and it's not it's not a ton of what they'll be asked to do in the NFL. They play on big islands, which is good in a way because they're stressed often, but the ball comes out very quickly. It's just not, it's it's hard to project offensive linemen yeah. from that scheme. So, um, But watching him, I mean, he he's very good with his hands. He's got pretty good feet for a bigger kid. I, I'm excited to see him in person. I do think that he's got NFL starting potential uh, at tackle. So the week of practice goes by. We get some rain. We got a couple practices outside. We've got one inside that we're locked out of. We watch all the film from all the week of practice. And at the end of the week, Tony Pauline and I catch up and we say, all right, let's pick six guys who really helped themselves, really helped their stock this week during the week of practice down in Mobile. Who was the first name that Tony brought up? Andre Dillard. We're going to pick the six players who helped themselves the most here during the week of practice. Not the best players, but the guys who helped their stock the most as we get closer and closer to the 2019 NFL Draft. I will pose that to you. Who is the number one player for you that helped their stock the most this week in practice? First, I like Andre Dillard, the left tackle from Washington State. I graded him as a third rounder coming into the week. There's no doubt in my mind he's an early second round choice. Could be a late first rounder to the Eagles. I love this footwork. I love this ability and pass protection. He primarily primarily lined up at left tackle and was able to stop anyone he faced off against. Played some right tackle. Needs to improve his run blocking strength. But I think he showed the athleticism. Sensational footwork. And he's got great fundamentals. Definitely improved the stock at least a whole round. So this is notable because if you listen to what Tony said there, he said that Andre may have helped himself by promoting his stock maybe a full round. So everyone was talking about Andre Dillard as a potential second-round choice by that point. Well, the first-round buzz really started after Mobile, and Tony was not the only one to notice. We actually had Jim Nagy on the, on the show the week following that interview, and Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, had a huge hand in selecting Andre for that game and obviously had eyes on him and talked with teams all around the NFL about how the star left tackle did. Here's what Jim had to say the week after the Senior Bowl. I think Andre Dillard um, is going to end up being a first-round pick. And just watching the tape this morning where he's got upside, too, he's got such good feet, um, but, you know, he still doesn't use his hands like he could. He still doesn't use that length. So when he, you know, really lands a punch and gets more honed in with his hand use, he is going to be really hard to beat because his feet are phenomenal. So the round one buzz continued all the way from the end of the Senior Bowl to those few weeks leading up to the Combine. And Chris McPherson actually named Andre Diller as a player that he was most excited to see work out in Indianapolis. And for good reason, one of the most athletic players in this class. Here's what C-Mac had to say before our trip to Indy. Uh, again, six players we're most excited to see in the workouts. I'm going to start things off here. 
I'm going to go with Andre Dillard, Washington State. Okay, going into the Senior Bowl, I was talking with Dillard during the media availability a short time ago, and he said that he was focused on the things that he knew the teams wanted to see at the Senior Bowl. You know, things like could it be, you know, a could he work well in the run game? Things of that nature. Things that he didn't have to do at Washington State. Well, the combine, the timing and testing drills, he's expected to thrive in those. So he's been doing the training for the last couple of weeks, coming off a strong week at the Senior Bowl. I, I, I'm excited to see him and then see what that does for his stock because I know you're a huge Juwan Taylor fan. Yep. We're not going to see him here due nope. to the hamstring injuries. So a great opening here for Dillard to showcase his wares on the turf at Lucas Oil Stadium on Friday. So Friday comes. It's the first day of workouts in Indianapolis. The workouts come and go. Who was the guy who stood out most to Tony Pauline along the offensive line? None other than Andre Dillard. So sticking with the offensive lineman here, a player who I was excited to see today, Andre Dillard from Washington State. And again, this is the part of the draft process where he's expected to excel and shine, and he certainly did that today in Indy. Absolutely. I mean, the best pure left tackle in this year's draft. Another guy, good senior season, good showing at the senior ball, uh, and good testing marks here, uh, good footwork. Uh, had a vertical jump of 29 inches at 315 pounds. Uh, so, again, I, I mean, he's going to be the first pure left tackle off the board. Greg Little really didn't have a good day today, and his question is whether he could play left tackle. You know, Jawan Taylor is a right tackle. I don't think uh, Jonah Williams is a left you, tackle. You don't think Jawan Taylor can switch over to no, left not tackle? At all. Not at all. No. Um, and I've said all along, I think Jonah Williams is a guard, not a tackle. Uh, Andre uh, Dillard really helped himself. You know, we, we talked about him in the past potentially being there for the Eagles or being the Eagles selection around one. I don't think he's going to be there. So Dillard uh, posted a number of really impressive marks, and you know the the one six nine ten yard yeah, split is yeah. one that a lot of people will look at. Only fourteen tackles in the uh, draft in the last decade have been have posted a better mark. Seven of those guys went in the first round. Uh, Lane Johnson was one of them. Uh, Taylor Lewan, uh, Colton Miller last year, Greg Robinson, Garrett Bowles, Kyle Long, all guys that were viewed as really big time athletes. So. Uh, certainly a really good company there for Andre Dillard. And he was a guy that I highlighted as my workout warrior coming into the week, uh, and he followed through with a, a really impressive showing. So what was notable there? Well, think about it. Tony just said at the end of his little piece there that the, Andre Dillard may not even be there for when the Eagles select at 25 overall. So think about it. Rewind, rewind the clock a little bit. Beginning of the season, we're talking about maybe a you know, late second-round pick. Then he has that great senior season. We're talking maybe late first round, early second round, goes to the senior ball has a great week of practice. Now he's a lock for round one. Now he goes to the combine. Now he's a lock for the first half of round one, top 15 picks. So he's just checking boxes all along the way. That's Andre Dillard. So now you try and get into it and say, like, all right, what are we talking about now? Where could he go off the board? And as that continued, the round one buzz certainly started to heat up. Interesting there. Now going to the offensive line, there's no, I think, clear-cut number one pick in terms of who will be the first player along the O-line selected here. So the combine was very fascinating. I think on the field in terms of timing and testing, Andre Dillard performed well. Uh, Cody Ford did well in the positional drills. Who do you think was the big winner from the offensive line uh, standpoint? You know, I was going to go with Garrett Bradbury, but i got to go with Andre Dillard because the fact that he plays left tackle, uh, 315 pounds, ran in the mid-four-nines, four, four nines, I'm sorry, four-nines, 
a solid 29-inch vertical jump for a 315-pounder. Uh, the, the, the 10 split was excellent, up 1.69. Uh, a 4-4 short shuttle, which was a real good number. I mean, Andre Dillard, I think Garrett Bradbury solidified himself as a first-rounder, but I think Dillard's performance as a left tackle really helped, helped improve his stock at least a half round. Do you think Dillard will be the first offensive lineman selected, or is it still Jonah Williams or possibly Jawan Taylor from Florida? Yeah, I never, I never had Jonah Williams as the first, uh, first offensive line, lineman selected. I still think it's going to be Jawan Taylor somewhere, probably maybe to Jacksonville if they sign Nick Foles or, or, or a few picks afterwards. So Tony doubles down on his sentiment. That, of course, was a week after the combine, talking about the biggest winners and losers from the event. And Tony naming Andre Dillard as the biggest winner along the offensive line from the combine out in Indianapolis. And that round one buzz just continued from there. I mean, he was con- considered one of the top three tackles in this class. It was Jonah Williams, Andre Dillard, and Jawan Taylor. All three of them had some questions about them, so no one knew who's going to be the first one off the board, who's going to be the second one off the board. So for our final preview of the 2019 draft, we asked Tony, you have those three big tackles who's going to go number one who's going to go number two who's going to go number three he spelled that out for us the week of the draft so we talk about all these big tackles in this draft you know Juwan Taylor Jonah Williams Andre Dillard so Tony uh, I bring the question to you now I know you mentioned that the New York Jets at three overall would love to be able to trade down potentially target one of those top names at offensive tackle but at what order do you see them all going off the board and again that's Juwan Taylor from Florida Jonah Williams from Alabama Andre Dillard from Washington State. What's the floor here as well for when all three are completely gone and off the board? It depends on how teams view the medical reports on uh, Taylor, uh, Jawan Taylor of Florida, which I hear have caused some red flags to pop up around the league. If, uh, if Jawan Taylor is healthy and everything's fine with him, I think it's going to go in the order that you presented it. Jawan Taylor, Jonah Williams. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I think it's going to go Jawan Taylor. Andre Dillard, then Jonah Williams. If the medical flags pop up on uh, Taylor and it's a problem for some teams, I think Jonah Williams could actually be the first offensive lineman off the board to the Jacksonville Jaguars with the seventh selection because he could play right tackle more so than Andre Dillard. You can also slot him in at, uh, at guard. He's a guy that if you want to move Cam Robinson over to right tackle, you can, you can move Jonah Williams to the left side. Uh, so he's got that versatility. Uh, a lot, again, a lot depends on what the medicals are read or the way teams are reading the medicals on Jawan Taylor. I would be surprised, assuming that Jawan Taylor is healthy, that any of these guys are available after the 12th selection. So again, Tony pretty much nails that. I mean, Jawan Taylor uh, ends up falling because of the medical red flags. Jonah Williams goes first to a team that sees him as a right tackle. Andre Dillard falls to the team that sees him as a left tackle. The team was a little bit off. He thought Jacksonville would take Jonah Williams. Jacksonville ended up with Jawan Taylor in round two. But it was very, very interesting to see how that all played out exactly to how Tony thought. And the Eagles trade up. They see that their guy is falling. They trade up to number 22. They select Andre Dillard. So now what? We're going to hear from Howie Roseman. Doug Peterson, Joe Douglas, right after the pick. This is our final clip here. A series of quotes from all three of those guys, the three biggest decision makers in the Eagles front office and coaching staff, talking about their new left tackle. Andre Dillard to Philadelphia. Um, This is a guy that we had ranked as one of the top ten players in the draft. Um, Didn't anticipate the opportunity to go up and get him uh, when the day started. Really excited. It's a great tribute to our scouting staff, our front office staff, and our coaching staff. We all work together um, on, on the draft process and on this guy in particular. And um, 
you know, for us, it's always about taking the best player. We went into free agency to try to address a lot of the needs on our team so we could be in position tonight and the rest of the weekend to take the best players. Um, this is certainly not a knee position. We have a Hall of Fame left tackle. Um, and again, you know, he's got a great opportunity to come in and learn from Jason and, um, you know, at some point in time get an opportunity to play. Howie, is this how you, you saw things kind of playing out? That there was a chance that he would fall beyond where you guys had him ranked in the top 10? No, that wasn't really what we had anticipated. You know, um, when we look at kind of how drafts go and um, our evaluation was he, this was the best tackle in the draft. And so usually those guys go in the top 10. And uh, that's how we had him rate him. So when he started to fall, we just saw an opportunity to get a top 10 player. Again, you know, when you have a, a top 10 player at an important position, uh, it doesn't matter about the, the depth on our team. We're, we're trying to load up on the lines. Um, we've talked about that a lot with you guys, and that, that's how we roll. What's the what process like when you, what like you, you like about Andre? You know, uh, he's got great feet. Him, really, really smooth pass protector, uh, long arms, big hands, great character. Um, you know, you can see a lot of things that we do offensively. Um, at the same time, he's also got room to grow. You know, he, he hasn't hit his ceiling. Um, obviously, there's a lot of conversations about um, his experience in that offense and the fact they throw the ball a lot. And, um, you know, what great opportunity, again, to learn from uh, Jason Peters, Coach Stout, Coach Peterson, uh, our coaching staff, and th that O-line room. Uh, what, what a great room to learn from. What's the process like when you start to see him fall? And at what point did you think it was realistic that you could get up and get him? Total anarchy. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think for us, um, it, it was important to us that um, we protect those, those two second round picks, you know, and that we pr protect those picks yesterday. So um, I'm fortunate to have, to have a, a one big guy sitting on my left and one big guy sitting on my right. And um, when I come up with crazy ideas, they kind of give me this look. So um, when we had the opportunity to go up, and, and it's, it's a lot, you know, those two players there with a fourth and a six. But it's also an opportunity to get a top 10 player on your board. Doug, in those situations, in, in that moment, are you, do you see him falling too? And, you know, you're an offensive-minded coach. You, want, you have a franchise quarterback you need to protect. Are you nudging Howie at some point to say, hey, you know, this is a guy we want? Yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, uh, we're excited to, to get Andre. This guy is he, he, he's, a, he's a special player. And as Howie uh, mentioned, he's got a great opportunity to learn. Uh, from one of the best left tackles in our game. But, you know, at, where we had him on our board, um, yeah, I mean, as, as, it got, as it got closer, you know, you, you just try to make some eye contact and, you know, uh, the, the conversation picks up a little bit. And, and uh, we're just excited and thrilled to, to get him and get him in here and get him going. Joe, can you tell us kind of the background on scouting him and when he first got on your, uh, on your guys' kind of radar and also how that system playing in that system projects to play in the NFL, whether there is a bit of projection? Yeah, well, actually, our director of college scouting, uh, Anthony Patch, he, he lives uh, pretty close to Washington State. Uh, he did a great job in our area scout, uh, Ryan Myers. Uh, those two guys did a phenomenal job of going in there and getting to know, uh, getting to know Andre and, um, you know, uh, Zach, Bo, uh, last you guys were at the Senior Bowl, you got to see him perform that week down in Mobile. So uh, we were very comfortable. We got a chance to spend a lot of time with Andre um, in our uh, in our in, uh, com or, excuse me our Senior Bowl interview. So uh, it, he had a great week, and uh, we couldn't be more excited to have him. Hey Joe, uh, when we talk about offensive line prospects, especially rookies, we talk about versatility a lot. But when you have a high-level prospect like that, is 
is it just like concentrated on he's a left tackle? I mean, if you look, I mean, you see, see our offensive line last year. I mean, versatility was a was a huge key. Uh, just speaking on Andre, I mean, his his foot quickness, his lower body flex, his ability to redirect. I mean, those are those are all very intriguing things to us. Joe, uh, Jeff Stoutland has said in the past that you guys kind of give him a list, and he says either this guy's got it or he doesn't have it. What was his um, involvement in kind of this process and his thoughts on Dillard? Yeah, um, I think we've used in this draft process the word passion a lot. Um, <laughs> Coach Stoutland gets very passionate about certain guys. And uh, when, when Joe was just describing Andre, I was thinking about Coach talking about his lower body flex. And uh, when he describes his lower body flexibility, uh, his excitement level uh, raises. So he, he just, you know, he, he talks about guys that are unusual. Uh, he uses that word, and when he says the word unusual, it kind of it's striking. It's like, no, this guy, he's unusual, and um, and that's what he is. I mean, Andre's unusual. This, this is not a, a normal uh, guy. This is not a normal athlete. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he's 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 excited. All right, so that'll do it. That was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. I thought a little bit of a different spin, and we're going to do something similar next week. We're going to go through both Miles Sanders and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, the two second-round picks for the Eagles the following week. We'll do the pair of the Eagles' day three picks in terms of Sharif Miller and Clayton Thorson. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks here. And then after that, we're going to start getting into position rankings for next year. We'll start talking about some philosophical questions in terms of player evaluation and stacking players and things like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really Really, really excited to keep this podcast going throughout the summer leading up to the 2019 season. Until then, we'll see you next week on the Journey to the Draft podcast.